Hey everybody, I've got a delicious large cup of coffee right now, but I would much rather be drinking your milkshake. Yes, this is Flux Depose episode 139 coming to you from Flux Depose land. We are recording on the 7th of November 2016. Let that be known as happy my Facebook is almost free of politics eve mm. night. I am Jason. That guy is Lucas. How are you, sir? Hi. I am good. I am hydrating as we speak. With with H, high quality H2O or a hopped up mm-hmm. barley and oats beverage. Nope, no podcast fuel. I considered it briefly tonight, but um, it has some Bell's Best Brown up there in the fridge. Ooh. But um, no, I went with water tonight. No, I, I, I finally polished off the, the wedding stockpile. So I, the for supply. the first time, for the first time in uh five months i have no beer in my house wow it's probably a good thing considering that stuff was getting frothy on you it's probably good to you every 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 all day ipa was like a bomb but be that as it may tonight on the podcast we are happy you're here because this is the best podcast in the world nay the galaxy whoa i I, i'm quite confident in saying that and if you, you 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 feel otherwise well Come on over here. I'm going to drink your milkshake. I'm going to drink it up. So, Eli. <laughs> I'm just going to let the milk. I'm going to let the milkshake thing just ride, man. Let it ride I'm gonna, out. I'm going to let it ride. Uh, but on the docket today, we have IRL. We have what you plan. We have Overclocked Remix. We'll have some news. We had Netflixation. It's Netflixation night. Everyone's pumped for Netflixation. It's the mm-hmm. hollow. Wrapping up Halloween festivities and all, all those things and then we'll have some grab bag goodness from you the community the listeners you awesome people that embark on this flux to journey with us every week and then we'll awkwardly close out the show and hope you come back a week from now as you do as you do so if you're listening to this we'll have to do our psa if you're listening to this it is possibly the 8th of november which here in the united states means it's voting day so go do your civic it's duty true. And get them votes out there. Let your voice be heard. You celebrate know, much like, by, I was going to say celebrate by watching a very yeah. special presidential beer. Yeah, if you need to get episode. fired up, I mean, you should do that. Yeah, 20 of you were on it. 22 mm-hmm. of you to be specific. Well, actually, that was me. I cloned my IP. Oh. Sorry. I'm still impressed you watched it 22 times. <laughs> Does it count help that I watched it twice? Uh, only if you click on all the ads. I hear that's a really great way to make revenue for yourself. <laughs> I've got a click bot. Yep. What click I did is a bunch of those people that are playing Clicker Heroes, <laughs> I found a way to layer our advertisement underneath their game screen. So what they really, they're really just clicking our ad all those times. They're not just killing mobs. They're clicking our ads, sir. Devious. Devious indeed. I like it. That's how I do. It's how I do. Oh, man. Let's see here. It's been a week. It's been a journey. My foot still hurts. You've, for those of you who might remember, I fell down the stairs sort of a while ago. It's still that's sore. Beautiful. You know, it never, it's still got, like, I have this weird bruise line that's, like, parallel to my heel. Um, And hmm. I feel like my, the vein, my vein area is still, like, swollen more than it should be. So I don't think Ugh. it's quite... It's definitely not fully healed. It doesn't hurt to like walk on it, but it's still like sore. I don't know. Maybe you I, don't. Maybe, uh... maybe I've made a horrible mistake in my career. Like my dreams of being a walk-on 
athlete in my 30s or have been <laughs> dashed. You don't want swollen veins, that's for sure. I'm going to just go full out esports league now, forsake my marriage, my impending fatherhood, my work, all responsibilities. Gotta I like do it. it. I like it. I've got to be good at something. Lucas. Yeah. What's been going on, man? Nothing good. Nothing good. That was a that was a that episode already took place, man. That was a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Um, not a lot, dude. Honestly, nothing really, nothing crazy or anything. Um, basically, I, I I like to think back and I go, you know, even though it's Monday, I'm like, man, what did we do over the weekend? Yeah, it's you know tough I mean, like sometimes. it just happened, and I already forgot. But uh, let's see. Friday, we went to Danette's. Uh, had some work friends going out and I went along and that's when I told you about, um, they do 27 ounce pours for happy hour there. It's just too much beer in one glass. I think Yeah, that's a recipe for destruction. Yeah. I, I don't need that much. I, and when you don't have anybody to talk to that you really know, I just like <laughs> drank faster than I normally do. So <laughs> well, you're I'm just, just like, like oh. Ooh, I don't like anybody. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I know them in passing, but yeah. I just, it's so, well, first of all, it was so loud there. It really gave me a, an appreciation for where we went when we did the battle of the beer meeting, because my God, it was so loud in there. It sounded like the inside was, of a uh, metal this box. place you guys usually go at, uh, near celebration South. Yeah. We've been yeah. there a time or two. It's I right mean, by my, my brother's apartments, right? Right. Kitty corner. He lives right oh, there. Oh so yeah. That's uh, right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've been there like two or three times, but it's it's an okay place. I mean, uh, so I drank that one, and then I was like, well, I better order another one because otherwise I don't have anything to do except drink this beer. And I, I got like, I don't, I like barely into it, a couple sips into it. And I'm like, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have ordered another one. So, <laughs> that was, that I, was your, oh, I've fallen into a pit of despair voice. Yeah. Or well, sinking ship of despair. It, it was because it wasn't even so much that I was getting drunk. It was just like I drank it fa- so fast that it filled me up, and I was just like, "There's no oh, more room." That's the worst. That's the problem. So, well, yeah, Were you, you you did get the tall boys, or did you get pints? There was no choice. That's oh, just what the poor was. Like, it said it right on like, happy I'm wasting, hour. You're like, I'm wasting money if I don't. Pretty much, yeah. I I asked them what they they had like a ask your waitress for the for the um pick of the week or some stupid thing, and so I was like. <laughs> What's this about? What's the draft pick of the week or whatever? And she's like, "Oh, it's it's some harvest ale or some seasonal Oktoberfest thing." A milky it only pumpkin. Comes in an, I wish I would have ordered it then, but she said it only came in an eight ounce pour, and it was not on happy happy hour times. So I said, "Oh, mm. screw that then. Mm. I'll take your can o' beer, twenty seven ounce, please." Yeah, yeah. So. That was that was um that was fun. And then Saturday my wife got to wake up because every year they do this thing called the pancake supper for her father's oh, fire uh-huh. department in Saranac. And so I stayed home and watched Isaac while she worked <laughs> her tail off and then we went down there in the evening and had pancakes and sausages and eggs. Bun so pancakes and some Bado. coffee too. Bado-da. So as you can see, <laughs> man, uh, Jabba I, I Nobata. I don't know what's happening right now. Just don't pay attention <laughs> at all. Pretend, pretend. It's like if you don't, if you don't look at him, he'll he'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Just don't lock, don't lock eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like nothing good. 
just yeah. just family yeah. stuff. That that yeah. was pretty much it. I, I think well, Sunday we did some yard work, and that was about uh, it. We had our first experience with um, trying to sell things through yeah. Facebook because Facebook has like Ooh. this whole marketplace thing now, and you can post mm-hmm. things there, and then. There's like all these certain rules that you have to follow, but okay. So we have a it's it's been my old dresser. I've had it since I was a kid. And the only reason I kept it for so long is because I thought a family member had actually built it for me, which that wasn't the case. We got it from Blards <laughs> there in Stan, you know, just the fur- the local furniture store there in town. Jeez. And I just, so you know we've had it since our garage sale out in the garage because we were going to try to sell it and then we were going to donate it but I, I really think we can get $30 for this thing you know so what, why, why I'm not going to donate it if I think we can get at least a little <laughs> a little change right. you know so um, you know we post up on this marketplace and we, we've got like all these interested parties but the problem is like the way the marketplace works is like the rules are when someone is interested you have to give them 15 hours Jeez. Before you can move on, with they don't, you know, say if they don't, you know, get back to you. So the mm-hmm. first person, um, I think it was the first person we finally we had finally. It took forever, but we finally moved headway with with them. And so Saturday, late Saturday evening, um, afternoon, early evening, they actually came by, looked at it because she was going to get it for her daughter because it looked like it matched something she had. Well, then when she gets here, she's like, "Well." My daughter doesn't want it, but I think she should have it. So we're like, oh, all right. So they look at it for like you know two <laughs> minutes, and they don't get it. I was like, well, thanks for wasting our time. And then we, you okay. know, numerous people. And then we had so many people would be like, well, what brand is it? What kind of finish is it? Does it have dovetail drawers? Does it do this? And you can tell like almost everyone that's looking to buy this thinks that they can just like fix it, flip it, you know, trying to make some quick buck on it. It's like this is not nice furniture. This is just a cheap <laughs> dresser that's from 1990-something. You know, you're not going to be able to make a lot of money off this. It's made out of compressed wood powder (laughs) and you want to turn it into. (laughs) I I just want, we just want someone to buy it that could use it to take it off our hands. So it was just a lot of back and forth, a lot of pain in the butt. Eventually we deleted it off marketplace and we just posted in one of the garage sale groups and hopefully we have it sold, which by the way, Justice Hair Appointment is not until next week. So I do not need you to protect my genitals from being turned (laughs) into a wind chime. Oh, excellent. Well, I was looking forward to that, but I suppose my karate martial arts will have to um, uh, pay due somewhere else. Someone <laughs> so else will need me, I'm sure. You won't believe what happens next, but you have to tune in next week to find out if oh snap the sale is successful. <laughs> and then um, you know, on Sunday I watched a little football, and then there was I always you know a long time ago when I think this actually started way back when Jess was working at Farmers and she was working nights, so I had a lot of. A lot of free time, a lot of downtime. She'd have to work on Saturday sometimes. And I joined like the the local meetup, a local meetup group for Grand Rapids. It was a board game group, and I've such then I've never gone to any of the meetups ever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of them takes place right near you at uh, Out of the Box, a board game shop. And then there's been some around this my area too. And then finally, there's one at this new game store. That's like maybe a five minute drive for me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'll see if Lucas wants to come. But I'm like, regardless if he's available or not, I'm just going to go because I've tried. I said, I'm going to do stuff like this many times and I always talk myself out of it or let a social anxiety be like, no, you don't want to go there. <laughs> so um, it's easier to stay home. It is. So finally I like, I signed up I'm like, I'm going to check out the store. I'm going to learn to play a game. It's going to be great. So I drive out there. It's called the gamer's wharf newish shop over here in my part of town 
And I get there, and there's two people there, the two guys working. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, uh, you know, wow. so I, I get there, I look around the shop, I talk to the, the, the I'm assuming this guy is maybe, it, I, I, I maybe you know part an owner or whatever, and the other guy was he, he was probably in his mid to late twenties, the other guy working, and he was just putzing around on the computer, a which was actually he was playing Minecraft, <laughs> but. They actually had a nice. Oh, they had a. They had a really nice setup there. The store was really nice, clean. Had a great selection, and they had a back section that was separate. It was separate. You went through a door, and there's a whole back section with tables and chairs. And I'm assuming that's for like more like you know Magic the Gathering things like that. Because I feel like there's always a, a game shop always has that section for Magic. You know. Yeah, of course. Um, or comic book shop. Too. Yeah. Happily though, their their selection wasn't. They weren't. You know. Bias. They did have you know a bunch of magic stuff in their glass cases, but they had a lot of board games. Um, they had a bunch of X-wing miniatures. They didn't have anything for Imperial Assault, but they had X-wing and they had a bunch of other little painted figurines. They didn't have much in the way of you know some of those shops to get have your. Well, I guess that's more comic shops that have more of your your figures and stuff like that. But they had a ton of board games. Um, I saw um, they had some quite. A, they had some Sentinels expansions and had some other Sentinels things I hadn't seen before that kind of look like um, graphic novels, but then they're like hmm. cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that where they have yeah. the card in with them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. They, they've been still doing stuff with that, which makes me happy because yeah. one That's day we might we play enjoy. a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back when we played those. Right. So, you know, I talked to the owner for, well, I'm assuming he's the owner. I talked to that guy for a bit and he was like, yeah, we don't, we do, you know, we have, we're actually doing an event today. You know, you can learn to play Fleet was the game they had. They had this really nice table right out there towards the middle of the room with the game set up. And but we don't usually have a good turnout on Sundays. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> and you probably maybe shouldn't do it on Sundays. So, you know, I walked around the shop. I looked around a bit. I ended up buying um, a Boss Monster 2, a standalone expansion to the game, which neither of us knew existed. So we can check that out, even though I only played Boss Monster just that one time. Um, so it can be fun. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was fun. I just we didn't get to play it a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. So we've got that to look forward to. Um, they did say that they're having an event for the upcoming um, Star Wars game that's getting released. That's kind of like Dice Masters. Um, I can't oh. think of, I can't think of the name of it, but they're having a, a a launch event there at their shop, and they're like the only shop in the area that's got that's got what must be maybe have to I don't know maybe have to put a bid in to get you know whatever to do it. They said they're the only shop in the area that's got it, so. That'll be – I might check that out. I think that's, like, next weekend, I think, actually. Um, uh, Star Wars Destiny? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, that's it. Collectible like, oh, saga-spanning dice and card game. I was like, oh, that's funny you talk about Dice Masters. I've been trying to, I've been trying to learn that three times now, and it never <laughs> it, it <laughs> never, never works. works. Um, Holy cow, their dice for this game is, like – they're very graphics-heavy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as I was leaving, like, right where they had that table set up, they had a nice. They probably it had to been like a fifty-inch flat-screen curved TV sitting there on the wall, and then the guy that was on the computer, he had the monitor must be able to stream that because he had his gameplay, his Minecraft gameplay was up on that. Was up on <laughs> That's kind of cool. So I mean, it was a cool shop. I'm happy to support a local business. Um, they're not in the greatest of areas, so you know, not gonna, hopefully they they do all right there. So um, I'm happy that I got myself out of the house and tried it. Uh, unfortunate, you know, the, the event wasn't a, a hit, but I, I like them on Facebook because they do other stuff like that. So maybe maybe down the road be able to do that. I mean, let's face it, we'll, we'd love to play in our usual group, but 
let's our schedules are less than favorable of aligning easily. It's true. And typically it's true. when they align it, we've got work to do. So it's not like, you know, we can't do, it's not about leisure. We got business to take care of. <laughs> when, when our schedules align, it's, it's about as often as the moon's align or the planets aligning. It just doesn't really happen that often. When you walked through the, um, the front door and you saw what was going on instead of like the normal chime, like the, when you walk in, did it make this noise? <laughs> You're our first customer. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because, you know, I was watching Alliance when that happened, and I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And then right before halftime, we do something good, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, but I, I just was I was anxious about going because originally I was going to go at four towards later in the game, and I finally I was just like, you know, just sitting there waiting, waiting. I'm like, I'm just going to go, you know, and then it worked mm-hmm. out because I came home and watched the end of the Lions game, and I watched, you know, the rest of the game, which was an amazing <laughs> finish in typical Lions fashion, so it all worked. It all worked out. Nice, I like it. But uh, that's it, man. How about how about we get into a little what you playing? Ooh. Okay, go. Lucas, take it away. Well, mine is actually going to be short by proxy of the fact that there's only one thing on it. Really? Um, I know I, I've made that promise before, but. Today's so I went, today I'm wondering how this one thing gets stretched into a 30 minute <laughs> essay. Mm. Well, hmm. I've been I've been really just paying attention to GTA. Good thing San I have Andreas. this hot coffee here. Oh, like the 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 mod that was highly um, <laughs> talked about. It was uh, The Witcher you're, before you're there was a, The Witcher. It's true, minus the unicorns though. Um, uh, so I've been really focusing and buckling down on getting GTA San Andreas done because I I looked up to see how long it would take me to beat the game or at least how long it takes most people to complete the main story. And I'm, I'm like on that threshold. I'm knocking on the door of, uh, 30 hours, 35, somewhere in there. So Uh I, I can see the finish line. It's there in sight. So I'm just kind of, uh, you know, trying to get through it. But what it's funny because I'm definitely past any part. I've played this before, but never beat it. Uh, probably got, well, now I kind of know I got about halfway through it before I just kind of stopped playing it. So I'm past that part now. And so new things are happening that I've never experienced. And um, just really realizing how, how much bigger the the world seems and the game seems for mm-hmm. the time like I, f- I forgot how how many towns and everything are in here or well um shouldn't say towns but little town-esque areas so yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just having fun with it and playing through all the missions i got to that you know you're getting close to the end when you get to that point where you have all these markers on your on your map as to where the next missions are so you go to them and of course i always do the ones that are closest to me so if i get out of a mission and the next mission markers right there just gonna do i'm just gonna hit that one again so just gonna do it just gonna do it um because it would be prudent Mm. and um you know that you're getting close to the end when you have to go through, all right, I've done all those ones. Now I go to the next marker, clear that one off, go to the next one, clear that one off. And you're just like, man, when, when are some new missions going to come up? Somebody's <laughs> got to call me on my phone or something. So sure enough, I cleared them all. And then I didn't realize you buy, you buy the air, uh, the airport out in the desert. And apparently those are missions too. 
but the mission marker was an airplane, so I thought it was not part of the story. Turns out it is. Oh. So that was the last one. I was like, what the, well, what the hell am I supposed to do next? There's nothing else to do. Because normally they're initials. Um, so it might be like the first or the first letter of somebody's first name. So I wasn't really paying attention to that. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll try this plane marker thing over here. And sure enough, they were there were more missions. So got the jet pack. You look so dopey. Do you remember the jet pack? I know you said, did you say this was the one that you have? I, I never played San, Andre- San Andreas, actually. Oh, uh, maybe I've it was played, Vice City. I played the original. I played the second. And then I played GTA 3. You know, if it played mm-hmm. GTA 3 through its completion. I'm pretty sure I played all the way through Vice City. Okay. And then, because um, San Andreas was the next one, right? Yep. And then I had GTA um, 4, which I I believe I finished. Didn't play in the DLC, and then I got however far I got in GTA 5. Okay. Um, well, you unlock a in this one you unlock a jetpack, and you look so dopey when you when you're piloting <laughs> it because your body is like very static. It looks goofy. So. Goofy. Uh, other than that, um, I mean, I'm hoping, I, I'm pretty sure I'll have this finished and completed and can move on to something else by the next show. Other than that, I have watched a little bit of Westworld. I didn't get through the full episode, the one that Mike was telling us about at the, mm. that people were up in arms about how savage it was and everything. Uh, yeah, I'm, I zoned out of that most of that conversation just because I don't want to, don't want to be spoiled. That's true. That's true. Well, because I, I don't need to start watching. You do. You do. It's 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 pretty good, and it's staying good. So, uh, and then other than that, haven't really done anything else. I I completed that book and started a new one, but nothing really to say there. So I I, th- I guess I'll just leave it here and let you pick it up because you've got some things to get through, sir. I got, yeah, I you do were got, busy. I got some things. You know, every once in a while that'll happen. Let's take it away. Um, all right, so let's do some shows. So, you know, first off, we sticking with that, uh, sticking with the theme, you know, we talked about it, Jess and I kept talking about it, we're like, you know, let's watch it. So we fired up the Google Play, rented mm-hmm. it for like three bucks, Poultry Geist 2, nice. the other side, or whatever the tagline is, takes place <laughs> like directly after the events of the first film, and the family's like moved away, and they're living with, um, uh, the the mo- the mother's mom so the grandma and trying to get things sorted out and meanwhile like you know everyone's kind of left the the family the development that uh, that they were previously living in previously living in and uh, what's I can't think of her name the psychic though is leading this expedition they're like digging underneath the house to see what was down there and they they uncover basically like a crypt essentially and there's like there's there's like this Native American shaman that's like helping and he has to go help the family because there's the darkness is going to find them again. It's going to reach after them. And there's this, uh, uh, he's an undead, uh, preacher. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he's like basically the one he's hunting down the daughter, you know, because you know, the, the ghosts, they want her, they're drawn to her, her purity and her, her, untainted spirit this and that so um i don't know if i'd watched this one in the past i know i definitely had seen bits and pieces of the third one when i was a kid um you know mm-hmm. it 
for the at first I was like, I don't know if I like I don't think this this well, okay, it's not gonna be nearly as good as the first one. But there it definitely it has some good parts. Um it gets into the realm a little bit of like cheesy like monster flick in a little bit of a way and how it deals like these some creatures that show up along the way. But overall I was surprised that it, it was still how well it did. Um like just saying I think the reason she like if it was, it could easily been just a crappy '80s movie, but like the acting, you know, there's actually you have some decent actors in this that actually help it not be terrible, you know, because if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the acting, it, this movie would have really suffered a lot more. Um, but I, I can see why probably Craig T. Nelson was like, "Yeah, I can't do another one of these. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to go make Coach now." <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was, it was fun to watch. Um, I, I guess why stop now? We got to complete the trilogy, so. Oh snap! Um, you know, we gotta gotta go with it. That was uh, kind of a thing in the '80s. It feels like, like, oh, you got a scary movie? Well, we better make a second one, even though yeah. nobody from the first one's gonna be. Well, what are you talking about? It was like we got to make ten of these. Yeah, that's true. Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth, Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm, Nightmare Street, on Elm Street, Halloween. I mean, Jaws. I mean, there's a ton of all these. Um, we did then. Uh, Hitting up more into Netflix, Dana Carvey's got a comedy special out. I saw, and I was like, oh, I've always enjoyed uh, Dana Carvey, and it's um, just released this past week. I think a straight white male in sixty. It's like a just like an hour long stand up of him. Um, you know, I'd give it like really middle of the road. He had, it started off with a lot of funny stuff. He really started off talking about politics and impersonating like Trump and Hillary and all this stuff, but then. Towards the middle of a bit, it just kind of started to fall a little flat for me. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. Like, some of the jokes, he kind of, like, he'd run with the same bit a little too long, and then a couple other things. So it was a little a little disappointing. But, I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of Dana Carvey, I mean, I guess why not? And then um, just had a documentary show on to watch, and this will be the heavy, the heavy moment of, what you play in. It's called uh, oh Matt, Matt Shepard is a friend of mine. And that name immediately sounded familiar to me, but I couldn't remember why. So Matt Shepard was a 21-year-old college student um, that unfortunately was horribly beaten and left for dead in Colorado. Uh, was it Colorado? Um, I, believe, I believe it was, yeah, in Colorado in two, 1998? 1998 or 2000. And it's because... Um, most like more than likely, it's because he was homosexual. Um, there were you know he had uh, apparently like the the two assailants had they pretended to be to be gay to lure him in because they they had planned to rob him. They left the, this bar at the same time as him, and then to rob him. Mm-hmm. But then they started they assaulted him instead, and then it just escalated from there. Um, and that's the worst thing. He didn't die right away. They they found the he was found like eighteen hours later, like tied up to this this fence out in the the remote plains area, you know, just out in the middle of nowhere and then um was in a coma for I don't know how many days. I mean, it just wasn't ever gonna come come out of it. So it it dealt you know, this was made by one of his friends from high school and college area era with him and it just kind of, you know, profiled his life before that and the 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 probably the biggest tagline to take away from this is what he he always said was that he was going to be famous and he was going to change the world that's what he wanted to do and 
and and he did. It was un- just unfortunate. <laughs> this is how it happened because right after his death, um, you know, his mother pushed at that time to to use that as a you know a as a pedestal, but as a, as a platform to speak out against all these things, and then. Um, they started you know, the Matt Shepard Foundation, which, you know, and then um, I think it was actually what the uh, culmination, I think, was when it was shortly after Obama came into office, but he signed, uh, I think it was actually a Matt, let me see the, there's a law actually that was um, passed. Passed on that, but it's, it's the hate crime law. It was uh, Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, also known as the Matthew Shepard Act, and uh, was passed on October 22nd, 2009, and then signed into law October 28th by Obama. So, um, you know, it, it gave, you know, made crimes like that um, uh, a hate, it classified as a hate crime. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it, it was really, it was really great to learn more about the person it's just unfortunate it's just horrible to think that how you know this is just kind of goes along the lines of misogyny and homophobia and so many things how and i I'm, I'm probably going to offend some people with this statement possibly but stuff like stuff that you see in this movie which is the extreme the very extreme and horrible side of religion when you're you're going to protest a, a man's murder and his funeral because he was homosexual and right do, do well things like any that because that's the key word there is extreme yeah that's the problem in anything in extreme is a problem yeah and it's like when i see examples like that and i go that's why i'm not an outward an, an outwardly practicing any form of religion and stuff like that because i just i could never i would ne- i don't want to have any part of anything that says you know oh love for your neighbor and this and that but then it's okay to do that to someone just uh and again, I know that's the extreme side of things, and there's things have become much more welcoming and this and that. But I just, yeah, just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So, um, all in all, I think it was it was for, surprisingly too, because I, you know, I don't I don't know what this production company has, you know, done um, experience wise leading up to this. I thought it was really well made, like it was shot really well. It did a good job with like the interviews and splicing into other other footage and it was um it was really really nicely done um and that's again that's called matthew shepherd it's a friend of mine that's on netflix well you know i'm gonna watch it because i watch anything you tell me to <laughs> lately anyway <laughs> yeah right and then the last two things here um overwatch i had randomly had gotten back like all of a sudden like last yeah. week i was like you know i'm gonna i haven't played overwatch in a while so i fired it up and i been playing through the uh the competitive mode doing that which has been a lot more fun experience just because he he had a little less nonsense and people are going to actually kind of try more so you can't get kind of more a peer experience which the timing was kind of great because uh blizzcon uh happened you know friday and over the weekend so it's a good time to get immersed in a in a blizzard game but i just had a lot of fun playing through that and the whole time i always thought to myself man why did i even stop in the first place because it's just man that's just a solid game uh, much like anything of Blizzard puts out, you know, they just put out a quality product that's enjoyable. So mm-hmm. have a lot of fun with that. And then uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, uh, Nintendo released an update for that, a game, you know, a 2013 game. They released a new update, added Amiibo support, did a whole bunch of things. And um, I wasn't really quite getting into it just because of the, the update, but it just kind of coincided with me getting rid of, you know, Dream Team. So I had, you know, time to just play whatever I want again. So I started slunking away in Animal Crossing, 
which is, you know, a fun little time sink. And then lastly, I've had this graphic novel. Well, I shouldn't say graphic novel, but because it was a series, but, you know, it's just the the, vol- the collected story in one, the hardcover. Um, but I've had this for, like, weeks from the library, and I finally sat, got it around to reading through it, and it's called We Stand on Guard. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, who, you know, does Saga. He's done a lot of other notable works in the comic series, but this set this is set in the future. Um, 2112, I think. So roughly 100 years in the future. And it basically, it's, it starts off in Canada and you see like, you know, the White House is attacked essentially. And then all of a sudden you see Canada gets like, Nepal, it just gets like um, striked from in retaliation. So it basically tells the story of what happens after the United States invades Canada, essentially. And then... Um, through the story of two siblings and then they kind of are join a resistance force, you know, striking back against the United States. And, um, I think, I can't think of how long the story actually spans, but, um, really interesting, you know, send the future. So you've got like some giant mechs type robotic dogs and interesting weaponry. And, uh, it's pretty, it has some graphic death scenes and things like that, but it was really cool story. I found it just really interesting. Just that idea in general, you know, you know, the United States is attacked. They don't know who it is. Then it's Canada, and then they invade Canada, you know? It's just kind of mm-hmm. a, it's kind of weird. It was nice to see, you know, United States as the villain, you know, instead of, oh, we're going to save the world. We're the United States. Da-da-da-da. You mean how the rest of the world sees the United States? Yeah. Basically. Exactly, basically. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I really recommended it. Uh, I would really recommend it. Uh, again, we stand on guard. Uh, is published by Image, so should pick it up if you can. I do that. I pick it up. Who? I pick it pick up. Pick it up. Dance all night. Danny's gonna be <laughs> like, "You guys totally butchered that song." Yeah. Well, when you haven't heard a song since you know you were like ten, probably that'll do. That'll do it to you. Of course, me, I listen to all types of 80s music at all yeah. times, so. That's right. That's right. Probably heard it just yesterday. <laughs> Still not going to remember it. Uh, so that is my what you playing. Man, it just flies right by when you don't have me gumming up the works. <sighs> uh, nobody wants to hear me talk about stuff, so I try not to get much, I, don't, I try not to get too many, too much details in there. Because <laughs> I, I just think about it, I'm like, man, this probably sounds so boring. Oh, I played I played this game and then I played this game and I liked this game but I didn't like this game because I did this but then this game does that but then I bought this DLC to play on this game. That's what I feel like I sound like in my head. So. <laughs> well, good thing you're on a podcast. Yeah. Where you have to talk about the things you do. Well, I guess you don't have to talk about the things you do. Yeah. But yeah. we like you too. We appreciate it. Yeah. Sharing your life with us. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Oh, shall we do some news first? Uh, we could probably uh, crush it, it, some news. It won't take us very long at all. No. But be that. Either way, this is news of the week. <laughs> we don't have a whole lot for you, folks. No, we didn't really I went feel looking. Like, yeah, I didn't. I I went looking a little bit and was like, meh. Yeah. And I saw that you had this written, and I was like, that sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> combination of not really trying that hard and kind of meta results so we'll start off in movies and television lucas what 
we got what do we have going on with this here? Well, this really caught my eye because you know that uh, well, we both kind of collect vinyl to a certain extent, and uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones will have their original soundtracks for season one on vinyl, which I mean that's kind of cool. I think I think it uh, it comes from one a website. I'm assuming it's a website called Mondo. Mondo. Guessing they they press their own records. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's huh. labeled as Mondo Records, and I mean I don't I don't know how interested I would be necessarily in it in yeah. in the soundtrack, but to have them would be cool because they just look freaking sweet. I don't really box recall goes. like the Daredevil soundtrack standing out to me at all. I like at least the like the Jessica Jones one stands out a little more. It's cool that the Daredevil yeah. that's a nice like bright red. Um, album like the vinyl. Yeah. It's oh, Jessica oh, the Jones is purple. That's awesome. I like that. Now you're lot. buying it. Uh, it says the previously released soundtracks for Mad Max Fury Road, Jurassic Park, and It Follows each showcased the music in a way that honored the source with high quality transfers and accompanying artwork. So you're not just getting of you know one vinyl record and a cool a cool cover. It actually comes with. Some stuff. Uh, they're available for $25. That's way lower than I was expecting. I thought yeah. these were going to be $40 a piece, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Um, Cause, uh, interesting, because I'm, I'm on the, the Mondo site right now, too, and this, at least in this one news article, they're listed as 35 So, mm. And only uh, 3,000 copies per um, version, so 3,000 to Daredevil, 3,000. Oh, it looks like Daredevil is 25 but Jessica Jones okay. is 35 that's weird. It does say thirty-five. Wonder if it's a typo. Oh, it looks like uh, Daredevil is just an original soundtrack LP, and Jessica Jones is a double X LP oh, or two X LP. So I don't know. Oh, because it's got two. She has two, it, two, uh, two actual records. <laughs> records, yeah. Uh, damn, that those are pretty nice. That Daredevil one with that red. Well, they both look really cool, to be honest with you. Okay, so yeah, I mean, still thirty five dollars though. Um, I'd want. Yeah, that's how much eight, I paid for uh, for May. So that's true, but yeah, I you don't that. see that very often. I I wonder if they'll do that with Luke Cage because I I think out of all of the so. out of all of the the titles title um, songs for Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage so far, I think I like Luke Cage is the best. To be honest with you, yeah, I like I liked uh, Jessica Jones a lot too, but Luke Cage is nice. That's yeah, they're all good for sure. Um, Luke Cage, I think, just really conveys what you're about to be in for, but Jessica Jones is is good as well. So I don't know. I I, I might actually add one of these to my Christmas list, or maybe Ooh. both. <laughs> well, you better hope you can get. It's gonna be tough though. That three thousand limit. That's true. November, yeah, no. what is it? It goes on sale when uh, Thursday, November ninth. No, no, Wednesday. Wednesday. Crikey! Might have to might have to snag one of those for myself. Since <laughs> it's so close, uh, yeah. If they only have that limited. Oh, wow, they have a uh, girl walks home alone at night. They have the CD of that as well. It's like all of Netflixation here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Apparently, back to the oh, future, aliens, aliens. Oh, yeah. that would be good too. 
Um, Dang. Uh, so like Blair Witch. Blair Witch Fox had music. Trolls. And they got a ton of different stuff. Cannibal Holocaust, you know? <laughs> Cooties. Deathgasm. Twins of Evil. Pretty much a ton of, like, crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, there's a lot of really... Over the Garden Wall. I know that's... Yeah. Uh, Inside that's Out. Pet Cemetery, Planet of the Apes, Prometheus. The Iron Giant. Oh, Rob- Luke, Cage, Luke Cage is up for uh, pre-order. Really? Yep. That didn't take long. No. So there you go. I got to have the whole set. What is this? The new Barbarians. Yeah. Monster Squad? Wow. So you guys should check it out. It's uh, Mondo Tees, like a t-shirt, plural, dot com. Yeah, like, there's a lot sell, of really cool stuff. They sell cool much stuff. more than just t-shirts. So. It's true. It's true. They're doing it good. Doing They're it doing it good. good. Doing it and doing <laughs> it and doing it well. So that's really the only other thing that I saw because everything else was just like, bleh. bleh. Yeah, you, you know, you're going to have that. You're going to have we'll that. You'll have that. Um, so well, then, what's our this only other, BlizzCon? I yeah, our only other stuff comes from BlizzCon. Uh, you know, we had various news and announcements from Blizzard. Probably the top thing out of there, at least the most anticipated, is uh, Blizzard finally revealed their new upcoming playable character into Overwatch, which is Sombra. Who has been the subject of a uh, an ARG alternate reality game? I believe that's what that the acronym stands for. That they've been running for months, literally teasing this character and leading up to her reveal. I, I think it was just kind of. I think it dragged out way too long. Um, if you're not familiar, think of like what Halo did with like the whole I like bees website back in the day and stuff <laughs> like that. So. Um, Finally revealed Sombra, who was playable at BlizzCon. She's on the the public test realms right now for Overwatch. I think she'll be releasing next week. I think is the timeline for that. Um, personally, I think they dragged it out so long that it was probably impossible for her to live up to all, all the hype surrounding that character. So, be that take that for what it is. Uh, we've got two new characters coming to Heroes of the Storm, uh, both from Warcraft. Um, and unfortunately I don't remember either of their names now. <laughs> the first, the first one though is a, uh, the first of his kind. He is a, a dual class hero. So depending on how you build his talents, he can either be like a tank or an assassin, which is kind of a cool deal. And then, um, I think the other character is just more of a tanky thing. Um, I'm assuming he's like the boss from like one of the, um, oh, sorry. One of the raids because he's all like molten lava. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna have to look him up because I can't. Uh, I can't I, think of it. I'm just looking at. I'm watching a video of all the hot cosplay. Ooh. All right, here we go. New heroes announced. So we've got um, Varian, who's High King of the Alliance. He's a melee warrior. And then we have Ragnaros, the Fire Lord, who's a melee assassin. I believe Ragnaros was one of the boss, like maybe Molten Core, possibly. I'm not. I don't have uh, any raiding experience in World of Warcraft, so I can't. Uh, what a noob! And I'm not. I can't. I'm, well, Varian, I'm not familiar with because I mean, he comes into play. I think in in World of Warcraft as well. And of course, they had these awesome um, announcements. 
for like an awesome like trailer to showcase these guys. Which man, Blizzard makes does awesome. Cine, like they need to uh, start a freaking movie studio. Like, they have, the one for Sombra is really good too. Her reveal trailer. They had a new map, Black Hearts Revenge. Um, some new challenges, all this stuff. Um, also with Overwatch, they've announced they're gonna start the Overwatch. Uh, I think in next year, the Overwatch League, which is eventually their their push big push into esports with Overwatch, which would have regional teams based on you know different cities, you know salaries. The whole they're doing the whole kick here. I mean, this whole full board like esports kick with Overwatch. So I think it'd be kind of interesting to see how that develops. Um. It's Diablo's 20th anniversary. So people, I think, were hoping for a little more than this, but we're going to see parts of, like, Diablo, the original, recreated in Diablo 3. Um, like limit, It'll, like, limit your movement. You know, I don't remember how many actual levels you get to play. You'll get to fight all four bosses from Diablo, and I think even the game's going to look pixelated to kind of, <laughs> like, to match that. Okay. Um, Diablo 2's Necromancer is going to be coming to Diablo 3. And I thought there was one other announcement related to that. That might be it. Uh, some StarCraft II stuff. Like there's some sort of co-op campaign coming. Um, looked kind of weird. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't pay too much attention to StarCraft II because I realized I'm just never going to be good at that game. I'm not Korean. It's just never going to happen. And uh, what? There's a new, like, you know, more expansions coming from for Warcraft. Uh, there's a new expansion coming for Hearthstone with more cards. Ah, uh, I mean, Blizzard, I I think I said this when I, I got back into Overwatch. It, was, it felt it's so good to, like, pay attention to a Blizzard product again, but because they do such a great job. But, man, like, they're, they're, they're like, I feel like Blizzard's kind of, like, in their own little separate segment of the gaming world a little bit. You know, because just how they do things and like the the fan base, how deadly loyal that fan base is to their properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, mean, they have their own con for God's sakes. Yeah, and look at look at how long World of Warcraft has been going on now for. <clears throat> like since yeah. two thousand, when did that launch? Like two thousand four, I think two thousand three, two thousand four. That thing went live, and it's two thousand sixteen now. You know, and I mean, yeah, they you can say that they've lost um, subscribers it's, in this, but it's still leaps and bounds the most successful MMO ever. Uh, two thousand four, November twenty third, two thousand four. I mean, I got up at like two in the morning to start my downloader before I went to college, <laughs> and then I made sure, and then I got up again to install it, just so I could, so I could go to class all day and come home that night just to play it. Remember when I looked for it in Canada? Mm. To buy, yeah. I remember when I bought? Anywhere. Remember when I bought you a File Planet subscription for your birthday so we could play the demo? To get, I mean, the beta. Together? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, how nerdy we were. We don't do anything nerdy now. No, never, ever. So I mean, that's my my brief recap on BlizzCon. I mean, go to a website. Typical flexible style, an actual website will do it much better than us, but mm. um, there you have it. Hey, also, I'm trying not to have my Stormtrooper modifier on my, my microphone tonight, so hopefully you guys appreciate that. Yeah, we don't know what happened there, but it just I've never heard of that happening. I think... Uh, roger, roger. I blame Audition. I yeah, it's, it well, so, it's so weird, too, that it happened to you. You heard it coming through Mumble, 
And then my local recording did it too. So clearly something messed with my actual microphone itself. Yeah, that's true. Because if it was just audition, it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Well, while we ponder these mysteries of the world and mm-hmm. what is exactly going on with them, maybe we should take a little break with an overclocked remix. Can we think, let the sir? wheel decide? We can let the wheel Yay. decide this week. It's, it's, uh, I will wipe the dust off from it, and I will give it a... Yeah! <laughs> the wheel doth say number 17. Ooh. 20, 19, 18... 17. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Ooh. The Torment of Twilight. Excellent. Uh, I, like, I like Twilight Princess. That uh it's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, that was on the ouch. I just <laughs> I'm just kicking everything. That was on the uh Nintendo Wii in 2006. And the game mixer. And the game co- no care about that anymore. By that point, uh, remixer is Sentient Pulse. Ooh, uh, song the song featured is Midna's Lament, originally composed by a bunch of people. I am not going to ruin their names by trying to say. My Asuka. brief preview leads me to say I approve of this remix. Ah, well, there you go. It's a um, Jason approved. OCA Jason remix. approved. Again, it is the torment of twi- of a twilight. Comes from Legend of Zelda, the Highlight Princess. Where do you and find it? And of course, it? you can find this remix in two or three more at ocremix.org. We'll be back.
Alright, that was Overclocked Remix. Thank you for staying with us through the break. But now it is time to come back, bring it all in with some Netflixation. And this week, we have watched The Hollow, mm-hmm. which Netflix describes as this. When wow, in London? That, that's the description? What? It doesn't even make sense. Oh, in retrospect? Yeah. When a London man moves his family into a secluded mill house, he discovers that the surrounding forest is filled with demons who prey on children. Um. Yeah, I mean. If you count like two children as I mean, I guess two children are children. But it just sounds, I don't know. I'm going to need your help on this one, Jason, personally, because I had a tough time following this one. Yeah. This, I watched it. This movie sucked. Spoilers. I, <laughs> I watched it when I was watching Isaac this morning, uh, and that was not a good combination yeah. because it, well, it was hard to I can give you the gist of it here. If you want the plot overview, that's pretty simple because there's not a whole lot here. So we've got three sisters that are on the way. They're on this we find out only it's only mentioned, I think in this actually plot description, they're on their way to shelter Island to try to, um, apparently there was a death. They're both of their, they lost both of their parents and it sounds like there was a car accident and their, the youngest daughter was also the youngest sister was also involved in the accident and the parents, the insurance money from the parents' death only basically helped cover that. And then the medical costs of, you know, for that third sister, so now they're going to go have to live with their aunt and Shelter Island because it's the only option they have. But we learn that there's this big storm coming to Shelter Island and all these people are leaving the island because the island's not a good place to be during a storm. So they go, they get to the island after a small delay at the, the ferry location who were introduced to another throwaway character who I he's looked very, very recognizable to me, but I have no idea what, where he's from and he has a gun. That's all you need to know. So... Girls. Uh, can I can I stop you for a yeah. second? What did you watch? The Hollow. I don't think we watched the same movie. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. All right, because <laughs> everything you're describing does not sound familiar to me whatsoever. Oh well, interesting. What? Okay, so you watched something called The Hollow. Yeah. H a the Hollow. I don't see another option here other than just the hollow. Well, I I watched just the hollow. So I got it up on my list right now on Netflix. I can prove it to you. (laughs) It's a movie that exists. I'm going to go back to our previous episode. And... Unless I've been, unless I really missed a lot at the beginning. Well, that would explain why our. No, I definitely watched. Um, I watched some. I watched a different movie. <laughs> what, what I watched was that the hollow. I watched the hollow, but it's hollow with an O, not hollow with an A. Oh, like I'm hollow inside. Yeah. So I watched uh... a terrible movie that I didn't even need to watch. I was wondering why you were like. This movie, uh, shit. Yeah. 
Was there a dog jumping out of a window? Yep. Okay, I see what. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a problem. <laughs> well, I guess. Why don't you tell me about this movie <laughs> yeah. then that I didn't watch? Yeah. Oh, oh, I, that would it, explain why you're when you're reading the description like that is nothing what I just watched. Uh, it bears repeating. <laughs> Through no fault, nobody's fault, really. I mean, the hollow, the hollow, like, yeah, it, I don't, <laughs> I can see what happened here. I mean, wow, that's funny. Holy crap. Okay, so let me, t- I guess, let me tell you Yeah. about Sorry. what happens. I can't help you here. Yeah, you can't. Well, I'll do my best. So, man, I can't get over that. That's ridiculous. Um, so, from what I gathered, anyways, um, this takes place in Ireland, and there was some kind of law or something passed that basically said that none of the, the forests are going to be government-owned anymore, so they are free to be logged, is, I guess, what, or at least in this, this area of um, Ireland. So, this guy, who I think he just comes in and kind of marks what trees would be best for cutting down... I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure what what he does, but he's some kind of um, uh, biologist. Is that what I want here? Uh, um, zoologist. Botanist, botanist thank you. Uh, so he's some sort of botanist. And as he's, um, as he's going through the forest, he finds this tree that has some kind of um, goo on it or substance. And then... Uh, He's walking around the forest of their new. They 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 just recently moved here on business. Uh, him and his family, his wife and his his young child, probably like three months old or something like that. Um, they moved there so that he could inspect the forest, I guess. And so he's going through with his son, looking at stuff, and then he goes into this house. They find this abandoned house, and there's this dead deer in there, and he finds this black ichor on it, and he takes some of this substance. So that he can, because he's, he, I don't know, he kind of acted like he'd never seen it before or something. So he takes it and he finds out that it's the same, um, it's that same kind of substance that has an, the um, interaction with ants that causes them to become zombies, like mind control. Um, have you heard of that, Jason? Uh, all the time. <laughs> so there's this, um, there's this. I I, can't, I think it's a parasite that takes hold of ants and grows into their brain and um cause basically takes control of the ant. And the same idea is is um in this black bloody icker stuff. Um so he finds this out, but he's like, "Oh, whatever." Meanwhile, the neighbor is like, "Oh, don't go into the forest. You can't you got to stop going in the forest. It's it's uh serious business in there you're gonna things are gonna happen your husband needs to come talk to me so the husband's like oh i'm not gonna go talk to him i got important work to do and well that was a bad idea because as he continues to um, discover what's going on in this forest he starts to get uh he starts seeing things these little creatures and everything that are um after his child jason Mm. And that is because uh, he's messing around with the woods and they're pissed off because they're coming in and cutting it down, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Uh, like I said, I'd, I, I'd help if you could, because here, let me just say this. I watched the different, I, the, my version of the hollow 
was very bad. It was not good at all. <laughs> I just texted Jess. I was like, hey, I watched the wrong movie. And she's like, we sat through that for nothing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because by I, the end of the by the end of the movie, we weren't we weren't even watching. We were both like on our phones, just like listening to it because it was just oh man, it sucked. I was I was like this when you were telling me what was happening. I was like, well, this isn't that bad, I don't think. So that was funny that you were. I was like, man, they must just really not like this movie. So long story short, I'm not a hundred percent sure why this happens, but it does happen. And so they're trying to protect their kid from being abducted by these weird tree creature thingies and um they he gets infected with this this disease thing and so he's trying to fight um the the mind taking over the the zombieism i guess and so of course the wife doesn't trust him because he's like trying to attack her and he's acting all weird and everything so she's trying to save the son and he um that he ends up kind of turning on him. But in the end, he ends up being a good father and protecting the kid and telling them to get the hell out of there, basically. So he succumbs to the the, the forest and the two, the mom and the, the baby, get out alive. Because they did this they did this dupe where they tried to give... Um, there was this confusing moment where he was saying that the, the kid wasn't wasn't him. And the mom was clearly seeing like, yes, it is. And he's like, no, it's it's one of it's a dupe from the the forest. We got to kill it. And so he looks like he's crazy because he's infected and everything. So she's like fighting him. But they did actually have a dupe. And so once he switched out and she saw the truth, they were able to escape and and live on while he, Mm. I don't know, lived in the forest for the rest of his life, I guess. I don't know. Well, this is going to be really weird and kind of awkward because I can't. uh... I can't contribute in any way, shape, or form. Well, I'll try not to make it last too much longer since, I mean, I'm just going to be rambling on. But I guess what I liked about it is uh, I thought it was pretty well acted considering what some of the stuff that, especially the, um, I guess what you would say is sort of the main character, the father, uh, Joseph Maul. Uh, Game of Thrones guy number one, as we'll call mm-hmm. him, because there's mm-hmm. another Game of Thrones guy number two, uh, who also shows up. He's the neighbor. He plays the neighbor guy. Um, so I I think that he did a pretty good job because he's like screaming and stuff and trying to fight the the taking over and everything. And I thought it was it was pretty good considering, uh, kind of how goofy it sort of is if you kind of stop and think about it. Um. So that well acted. I thought the creature effects looked really good. It's kind of a combination of practical and CG. So I think it does a lot of favors to make them look realistic and have them move realistic, but also or realistically, but also look like they're physically there, actually present in the world to a certain extent. So I also thought thought that was pretty good. And then overall the movie itself actually was filmed from a cinematography standpoint uh, was, was done fairly well. I thought looked hmm. good and it sounded good. So those are some of the things that I enjoyed about the movie. As far as dislikes go, I think that if there was some kind, well, first of all, like I said, I don't know how much I can chalk it up somewhat to the fact that it was hard for me to pay attention, but I yeah. feel like 
the story of what was happening with the family was a little loose. Like, I don't feel like it was, it was well thought out, I guess, or well shown to the audience. And maybe that's my fault, but half of the time I was kind of wondering like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, just why are we here? What What's happening with this family? What's going on? So I think I missed a, a, a serious chunk uh, of that story there, but it also something like that. I feel like should be apparent through action as well as dialogue. So that's kind of where I'm getting that disconnect as to what the hell he was doing and why, why it was so important that they live in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is I feel like they're trying to do and do it like a anti-foresting message just because of like there's a there's a radio thing that plays at the beginning, Jason, where they talk about like how they these forests are going to be um, available to cut down or whatever. So I feel yeah. like right off the bat, they're saying, all right, this is what happens. Like this is nature coming back to to haunt you literally when you fuck around with it. So I feel like that message kind of got lost in the, ooh, it's spooky, creepy. And they try to take your children because they want you to pay the ultimate price. Like that's how they, that's how they learn that they can really hurt uh, adult humans who are cutting down the forest, I guess. So I feel like it could have been better. I don't know. That stuff could have been better handled. Some of that story stuff. So, um, and then nitpicks. Uh, it kind of felt a little long, even though it wasn't really. It was only an hour and a half long, but I don't know. It kind of dragged a little bit here and there. Um, I can't think of anything too 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 big of a too big of a nitpick, really. So uh, I guess I'll leave it at that right now. Uh, so a few likes, a few dislikes, Jason. I'll give you some fun facts for a, a oh, movie yeah. you have no idea <laughs> what happened in. The film was shot on location in Ireland because the director wanted the film to feel as real as possible, which you don't get that a lot of the time. You usually get like, oh, this is supposed to be uh, New York, and it was actually filmed in Chicago or or something like that. So I always appreciate that. Oh, uh, okay. The, the baby scene in the film is a mix of animatronics and real twins that were digitally shot in front of a blue screen, which I did not, I could tell they were using like a fake, uh, uh, like a dummy, dummy doll at some point, but was it the one from, uh, American sniper? <laughs> no, that was, that's probably the worst. Well, no, they clearly, clearly not because if it was animatronic, then, uh, Bradley Cooper wouldn't have to come in and move it with his thumb like he did in uh American sniper. So, uh, I guess, I guess the takeaway here is that the hollow was able to afford a better dummy doll than American sniper. Sad days we live in. Uh, and then I I thought I had another one, but apparently not. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. Oh, that's right. Cause it was in a goof. Uh, there's a goof in this movie, which makes me laugh because I didn't notice it, but I'm not surprised. When Adam is trapped in the the trunk of the car, he breaks out through the back seat with both hands. But when it cuts to the view of him coming out through the back seat, there's someone hand at the top of the seat holding it down. <laughs> so uh, got to got a bit of a bit of a hand in there, didn't ya? But that's yeah. okay. Um. Well, Man, this is so funny. This is so funny to me because I even I added this to my queue during the show when you announced it, 
I think and, I described the cover art even because I said it had a guy with a scythe well, on it. I, yeah, and I remember looking at that, but then I must have just said, oh, hollow. Boom. You know? It and happens. Then, that's so funny, though. We had a movie with, with very similar naming conventions. Well, oh, that was the other IMD fun fact, actually. IMDB. Man, I have a really tough time saying all four of those letters and not getting and just skipping them to get to the fun facts part. It was actually going to be called The Woods. Originally. Icicle Man does Boston. Just remember that. IMDB. Icicle Man <laughs> does Boston. The Woods, huh? Yeah. Well, I've seen enough bad movies called The Woods. The Woods, Into the Woods, Through the yep. Woods. Yep. Um, All the above. Tiger Woods. Uh, why don't you read Tyler's... Uh, uh, we had some listener feedback. We, on yes, we did have. We had listener feedback. Listener feedback. Uh, the Hollow. I dig the atmosphere of the film. The sound effects were pretty on point. Excuse me, the special effects are pretty on point. More practical effects is always better. I did a little research and found out that this was the director, Corin Hardy, his first film, and not too bad of an outing for a first-time director. No, not at all. Nitpicks, jump scares. Ugh, maybe I've been spoiled by a lot of good horror films lately, and this is affecting the score, but I have to go with it 6 out of 10. The lead actor looks just like John Krasinski and Robert De Niro <laughs> had a baby, and I couldn't stop seeing it. Yeah. See, now this all makes more sense because I was like, I don't remember that jump scare. And I was like, I don't remember this lead actor. Did he die right away? I don't. <laughs> so that reminds now, me. Yeah. Now I, it all makes sense. There's why. this jump scare at the end, like right after they show like a little teaser thing. And it's so not necessary. And I can't believe they added it in at the end. It was very similar to in Creep where he like at the very end, he like bah, and into the camera or whatever. Oh, God. But this one makes even less kind sense. Kind of because... like, um, wait, never mind. I'm just going to talk about that. Okay, okay yeah, I'm just going to. I'm just going like it didn't happen. Well, I guess I'm yeah. the only person who can really give a a um. Well, what was Netflix's guess for you? I think it was a one, wasn't it? E, well, again, I think uh, that's the wrong the wrong show again. Oh. Well, but yeah, my prediction for the hollow was a one, and I gave it a one. Let's see about the hollow. <laughs> hollow. My uh, two and a half. Two. And, well, I mean, the difference between a one and a two and a half—that's pretty big, honestly. So you had a two and a half, and I had a God. I can't find it. I thought it was a three. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, a three. I'm going to give it a three, Jason, just just for oh, wow. you, in case you actually go, well, should we watch the the right movie, which no. I doubt will happen. But... I haven't gone back and watched any of these yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it didn't really, it wasn't bad or anything. It just didn't really pull me the way that, I mean, like I said, I think it's a little biased on, on my part because I, I didn't watch it in the best of conditions, but uh I think that no matter what, if you have a good movie, it should be viewable in just about any setting, as long as there's not like a jackhammer going off in you know right behind you or something. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say it's fairly average, which as far as horror movies go, is pretty good. I think that's one of the things I forgot to touch on was that it may take itself a little bit too seriously given the the subject matter. I, it doesn't have to be goofy as all hell, but I don't know. It, it's such a grim atmosphere and everything that, and the atmosphere does look good. I do agree with Tyler that it, it had almost like a um, Guillermo del Toro look about it. It was still kind of colorful um, 
or there was use of color at least in certain points. Uh, but I just, I just don't think, I don't think the story carried it too, too well. There's not a lot of fresh story here. This is fairly typical horror setup, you know, out in the woods by yourself and creatures come out and start terrorizing you. Uh, oh, nothing, nothing from the story will surprise you whatsoever. So, uh, that said, that's a three from me. And, uh, why don't we talk about net? next week's Netflixation, and I will try to watch the right movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad <laughs> I, I can be here to participate. Um, You know, I looked on some of the new arrivals and things coming. I've decided, mm-hmm. you know what, let's, let's pull from my good old queue. What's what I got ah, here? Yes, so I'm going to go with <sighs> an addition from Wes Anderson himself, Moonrise Kingdom. Ooh. I it's described as a comedy, a drama, a dramedy. And we have our, our varying Netflix descriptions. Our first Netflix description is as follows. Their parents think they're lost, but they found each other and their own private, wonderful world. So that's description one. Okay. Description number two. This quirky drama follows the frantic search that ensues in a small New England town when two 12-year-olds fall in love and run away together. I like that one much better. I'm guessing yeah, that's much the one. Better. That's the one when you click on it. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Come and on, uh, you you might know uh, stars Bruce Willis, Ooh. Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Francis McDormand. I mean, the usual slew of characters we see in in uh, Wes Anderson stuff. Usually, Bill Murray and Edward Norton definitely appear to be regulars in these things. So. Um, it's one I, I haven't watched too many of his films, but you know they all have those same. They all have those weird little quirks about them, so I'm looking forward to it. Sure, me too. So we will watch that, and we will talk about it two weeks from today, uh, tentatively the 21st of November. If I gotta, we both watch this, the same movie, I got a, I got a four and a half stars on this one, Jason. I uh, have I'm love it. I think yeah, same for me. What? Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. How could you go wrong? You can't go wrong. That was Netflixation. Shall we do the grab bag yeah. and get the heck out of here? Yeah. This 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 train has gone off the rails in such a fashion that it could only be described as fireworks, Jason. And baby, huh. you're a firework. You're a firework. All right. Starting off, uh, this is actually was in Tyler's original message on Facebook, but it felt more fitting to edit in the grab bag. Going with Halloween and horror, what would you two say is your top five favorite horror films of all time? Mine are number one, Evil Dead 2. Number two, Evil Dead 3. Number three, Dawn of the Dead. Number four, It Follows. And number five, The Babadook. Hmm. <laughs> he didn't say in no particular order, so I he think didn't. he's saying his favorite movie, horror movie, is Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to go? I think we should stop at start at five and go back to back. Go back uh, and I don't, forth. Gosh, I can try. I don't know if I can rank <laughs> them all. Or okay. I can I can do mine my, and then give you time. My to... fifth most would be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from uh, Ah yes, the two thousands. That's the that's the one we like to quote quite a bit. You don't know how dead you are, boy, and yeah. such. 
Uh, I think my my fifth is the Babadook. I'm gonna agree with Tyler on this one. I like the film. It's it's uh, I don't know. It's got some stuff that I don't like about it, but from a story perspective, it, yeah, it was good. Is uh is Goodnight Mommy gonna be on this list? Hell no. That that uh, was misrepresented. Oh gosh. Um. Uh, I think my number four then is going to be uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, again, a remake to the one from uh, the 2000s. I don't remember who directed it, but. Uh, Al Pluskinski directed oh, that one. Uh, I'm going to go with number four, Rosemary's Baby. Now, I know a lot of people will say, oh, that movie is so boring. How can you stand that movie? But. From a psychological horror perspective, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's about this woman who's trying to get pregnant with her, I think their husband and wife. They move into this yeah. new high-rise apartment in the city, and they have these neighbors. Gosh, this old couple who will just not stop nagging them about like, oh, you're pre- oh, you're pregnant finally? Well, you got to eat this thing that I ate when I was pregnant. It's it's disgusting, but it'll make sure the baby's all comes out all healthy and everything, and it's just weird. And then you find out why it's weird, and you're like, oh, spooky, scary. I'm struggling at what my third pick is. I have my number two and my number one. Uh-huh. I don't know what would be my number three. Uh, uh, was it that new uh, what, what, uh, Blair Witch Project one? Yes. <laughs> that we saw in theaters. Oh gosh, I totally would be that. Um trying to think of what I've watched. Um that's not really a cuz I I feel like what well, you know, with the I I do like The Conjuring. Would that be considered a horror movie? Yes. Yes, it would. There you go, that. The Conjuring. The Conjuring was pretty good. I do like yeah. that one actually. Surprisingly good. Um I like uh what's Patrick Wilson. I like a lot of his movies apparently. Yeah. I do too. I do too actually. Uh that one I think that one was good to me because I went in knowing absolutely nothing about it. I think you literally just yeah. were like, "Hey, you want to go see The Conjuring?" Yeah. With us. I like I that. Like, sure. I I would put a, I could easily put a tie with that of uh what's that other one of the, with the one that he's in with Rose Byrne that we were just talking about? There's three of them now, but uh where the oh. kids in the coma. Uh there's like he has to travel through the the dark world the dark world that would be a close second for me too gosh it's like right on the tip of my right on the tip of my tongue can't remember um my my number three you've heard me talk about it many times it follows what a it's a it's a creepy ass presence man i enjoy creepy movies i'm discovering it's not really they're not really scary there's not a lot of jump scares or anything like that. I enjoy which, the idea. Which is nice to not have those sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like watching Paranormal Activity and you feel like you're just going to have a heart attack the whole time. You know it's not a good movie, but you know like something's going to come out and scare you all of a sudden. You're just like, I don't like feeling like this. Um, yeah, It Follows is good just because it, not no jump scares really that I can remember. And um, it just has this, this presence that is constantly hunting you when you become affected and when it's hunting Spo- you spoiler that, else that's my number two so. oh that's your number two so yeah so we'll just keep talking about it that's yeah that was a, that's probably one of my one of my top netflixations that we've done too that was a good uh i don't good good all around 
You did watched? We do it? Was it? No, it wasn't on Netflix. No, I I talked about it on a What You Playing though. Oh, okay, that's why I knew it was associated with the podcast. Was why yeah. Yeah, and I've talked about it numerous times since then. So, uh, it's just a good film. If you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. It's it's not your typical scary movie. So, uh, so that was your number two. So that's back to me then. Yep. Um, my number two. This I just watched this recently, uh, and I've talked about it recently on the podcast called The Witch. Um, another oh, one yeah, that yeah, a lot yeah. of people probably will think is boring as all hell, and it's weird because it's also a period piece. But just the story, like the way that the psychological element works in this movie, it makes you really wonder what the hell's going on to the small family that lives. Um, they're, they're cast out of like uh, um, a bigger city in Maine. I can't remember what city it was. So they, they live in like the Maine um, forest, woods, plains, fields. And uh, a witch comes and takes prey on the family, and it causes a lot of uh, mistrust and such to ensue. So I really recommend it, but you need to be in a movie-watching mood because if you get bored easily, then you're not going to want to watch it if you're looking for something funny or to, you know, action and explosions or something. Give it a shot, though. Number one time, Jason. This oh, is the this point is where you will me. be judged. <laughs> the uh, Night of the Living Dead remake. Again, a lot of remakes for me uh, from the 90s. Starring Tony Todd, the Candyman himself. That's oh, boy. One of my probably still to this day favorite zombie movies. I mean, I like, I like, I can go back and I can appreciate 28 Days Later in it a little more now than I could then. But still, I love the zombie special effects in this one. Um I just love the Night of the Living Dead story, and I think this was a, was a nice update to the original of uh, Romero. Yeah, you kind of, I mean, going back, there's people who have the original in their hearts and everything, but it's a it's a tough watch, <laughs> to me anyway. I've tried going yeah. back and watching it, and it's just, it's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. So... Well, number one for me, Jason, I after all of this, you know, I, I have only one older movie on here. And that's not to say that I don't enjoy older horror films, but some of them are definitely a product of their time. But Alien will always be in my heart at number one. It, it's like the Star Wars of horror films for me. You got your sci-fi, you got your Alien, you got the ship that's just freaking constructed in such an amazing everything looks old and yet sci-fi at the same time which is why I like Star Wars too like all of the crazy technology looks like it's been lived in and been around for you know years and years and years I mean it's like a floating factory for God's sakes and it was like this movie was just so I feel like it was just scarier then like Aliens 2 is a little bit more of like an action yeah. horror movie yeah, which I still is. appreciate but this one definitely had that just that feeling of like I need to I need to escape I need to get away from this like ultimate predator well not the predator but the ultimate uh, hunter and uh, you list Alien 3 as your choice here well you know it was a close number 6 for sure <laughs> that's the prison one right yeah 
I mean, as movies go, it was okay, but not near. Like, the quality just dropped. The story was weird. Yeah. Alien is, I think, by far the best still. I always like Alien just because you get more of them, but I think Alien is just a better job. Aliens is very quotable as well. And, of course, has yeah. those weird kids in it. Or yeah. the one weird girl, anyway. So, Cute. there you go. Official top five horror list um, brought to you by Fluxipost. Brought to you by Fluxipost. Uh, moving on, uh, Nathan on Twitter asks, how do you pass the time on a plane? Well, I don't really travel on a plane hardly ever. <laughs> my, my last flight was... Well, my honeymoon, which was, you know, 14 hours to one, on the one way to Hawaii. So um, I didn't have a, a 3DS or anything at the time. Now that would definitely be my answer. Um, but I brought along, you know, I had I had my my uh, my, my, Nook ta- my Nook tablet at the time. So I had my books on there. I had some physical books with me. And my honest answer, though, would be, yeah, I, I, and, and, of course, on that, you have in-flight movies, but I would say 3DS, comic books, reading. It would all be reading, mostly, just because battery life usually is a concern. I don't do something on my phone because I won't need battery, so. Um, one year, one time I did have a flight where I didn't have quite, um, wasn't quite so long, it was just down to Florida, so I had, uh, I had my little, I have a, a wrist, I got it from ThinkGeek, it's like a bracelet, but it's also a battery, a battery recharger for your phone as well probably doesn't even work anymore because i haven't used it in, in years but i had mm-hmm. uh, i was playing chrono trigger on my phone through an emulator oh, <laughs> with wow. that so so th- those would be my choices nathan has uh, traveled quite a bit for work lately so i'm sure that's what's i know this well i haven't i haven't traveled on a plane in forever and the last time i did i think i brought a gaming magazine that's how long ago it was <laughs> so they're and- actually in publication huh yeah, exactly. I think it was the one that GameStop does. Can't remember what it's called, but um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about too. Game Informer, I think, is what it's called. Yeah. Um, but I always bring that stuff, and I'm con- and I just can't concentrate on it anyway. So most of the time, I just sit there and listen to music. I I, I don't yeah. know what it is, but when there's people around me, I cannot focus on whatever I want to be doing at the time so podcast would be a good uh, a good selection as well yeah that's true that's true I just try not to f- travel ever that's how I pass try, the I time. would try to, the best answer would be sleep but I really struggle yeah. doing that on the plane apparently. that's true just get a lot of those drugs that they give people who are afraid to to fly that's how you pass the time <laughs> good point good point and our last question comes from yeah. uh, Connery Pants, Sean Capri. Is Lucas available to be on We the GamerCast? Well. You're on the spot. You know, I'm, well, I hesitate to say I'm always available, but in theory, I'm always available. Uh, especially when it comes to We the GamerCast, Jason. I mean, you have, mm. you have shown your worth. You have tested your might. You've proven yourself. In the steely cage that is We the Gamer Cast, mm-hmm. and now, you know, I I gotta I gotta show up, I gotta show I gotta show you up, and I gotta show them all who's boss. So I think that you could probably expect to see me on on the Gamer Cast probably I would say within this month. I can promise you that. 
It's going to happen. We're going to get it scheduled. My people will get with Sean Capri's people. We'll make it happen. Like a Boom. sweet love child. And the product Boom, will be We the Gamer Cast. All right. All right. Perfect. So, yes. By the end of November. I, I'm i okay with this. By the by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> ah, great. Great, great, great. It's all great. Everything's great. Great, uh, great. How are you? Make it so. Make it so. All right, awesome. Well, that must be it's time for some awkward finish. I think we're already there. It's a delicious. And honestly. It's a delicious awkward finish. It's delicious. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Flux of Hose production. Uh, for unfamiliar, if you're unfamiliar with Netflix Station, we will be talking about that movie uh, two weeks time. So we have a week of no of no movie talk, and then we'll be back to the talk. So you got some time to watch it if you want to join in. Otherwise, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook. We've got the website with all the show notes. We've got our Battle of the Beer YouTube channel. Now it's on Facebook as well. You check yes. out all the stuff going on there. I new stuff in works. I wanna. I do want to say something about Battle of the Beer really quick, and it's probably something that I don't think we've ever really touched on, mm-hmm. to or at least delved into, and that's that it's more than just two beers going head to head. If you haven't checked it out yet, or if you haven't checked it out lately. We have formulated... I mean, we do have one episode where we just have two beers go head-to-head. But we we usually inject some comedy even into those. And yeah. then we also have like a, a special feature once a month uh, where we try to... Like our presidential beer. We picked beers that we thought um, represented each of the candidates that that uh, are in the election this, this year. And so... I know, I know a lot of comedy comes out of that as well. So, if you don't want to, you know, come for the come for the beer, stay for the comedy. Come for the comedy, stay for the beer. I don't know. I guess you could approach it either way. But yeah, it's not just a beer review show. So just keep that in mind if you're thinking about checking it out. Um, I'm saying we're funny, and you should watch it, Jason. Would you agree? <laughs> yes. Okay. My wife watches it, so should you. Yeah, and she's not a beer person. I mean, she's she has had beer before, but I wouldn't say she's a craft beer enthusiast, Jason. Right. And that's okay. Right. But she watches right. it, so should you. Yep, exactly. So be that as it may, do what you do. That is this here podcast in a nutshell. Thanks for listening, and we will do it again in seven days. Beware, or be square. 